welcome to the first episode of the Urban Gardening Food and Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Tobias Gunning. Uh, we're heading towards the end of April. The sun is shining and the garden is blooming out there. Later in the programme, I will be talking to Joe Buckley, an abbot gardener and forager. But first, I caught up with Daria Shields in the Honest to Goodness Organic Market up in Glasnevin, where Daria has a stall specialising in dried fungi. So, so we're here. Uh, we're here in. Um in Honest to Goodness Market up in Glasnevin and uh, I'm sitting here with Daria. Uh, hi Daria. Hello. How are you doing? And uh, Daria, I wanted to kind of talk to Daria about about um, what she's doing because she's doing some really interesting stuff around dried fungi and she's also uh, doing a lot of growing her own uh, sustainable kind of garden in her garden growing a lot of veg and stuff like that so Daria's uh, kindly agreed to talk to us for like 10 minutes and, and tell us a little bit about that so Daria hi I'd, I'd just ask you to like speak to us for a couple of minutes um, around uh, what this product is with the dried fungi so the benefits so like I know I tried I tried one with uh, spirulina and chlorilla in it you know and it's like it was it's 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 kind of like for detoxing from you know heavy metals and kind of general day-to-day toxins that you might kind of accumulate from like drinking unfiltered water or you know kind of stuff falling down out of the sky or whatever anyway but like tell us a bit about it so so i i for many years i help people to reconnect with with uh, the inner knowing and uh, take a better care of themselves yeah. and i would use medicinal mushrooms for quite a long time now mm. um as especially like you know in cases of people going through through cancer treatments okay um so you know medicinal mushrooms are not that well known still like they're coming in onto the market and people are more aware like you know wouldn't they wouldn't they be um wouldn't the people would probably have seen i know there was a shop in Anger Street like run by the Chinese and yes. it was like a Chinese yes, kind of acupuncture is, yes, and they would have, yes, prescribe yes. you a little that's and make what I wanted, a little mix yeah that's what, what I wanted to say like the, the mushrooms are a big part of the, the Chinese medicine um, something that I have studied and I use as well in my practice um, what's your practice? Uh, I do f- um nutritional health coaching cool mindset coaching right for many many years Lovely. so so yeah so the, i would use it um in my practice to recommend to people that go through various different problems um unfortunately like you know um what i see um is that that you know you, you rarely you can actually speak about the medicinal properties of the mushrooms without being you know prosecuted by pharmaceutical companies yeah and this is one one of the issues uh, with this type of medicines but you know if you think about it like mushrooms are are incredible part of the environment and without them there would be no life on this planet well isn't it where i mean i know kind of antibiotics are quite controversial but isn't it technically where you know penicillin came from yes 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 from from aspergillus yeah yeah and i know like i know antibiotics aren't necessarily great for you because they would kill off everything in your system you know and then you need to eat the probiotics after that's it yeah but or and prebiotics are very very important because it's actually about environment not necessarily only the probiotic bacteria. Ah, okay. The bacteria, um, you know, are pleomorphic, yeah. so they respond into environment. So, so the most important for us is to focus on our environment, inner environment, that will um, basically promote the growth of the probiotic bacteria. So, when you say environment, tell me a bit more about that. Are you talking about like wa- water and air and? Uh, so yes, like you know, and this is an incredible thing, like you know, to see the connection between what we do to our planet yeah. and what we do to ourselves. And actually, if we act from the space of self-love and we you know create a healthy environment with 
within ourselves through eating foods that nourishes and we are able to digest it and transform it. We create very healthy environment within and we promote the growth of the probiotic bacteria. Okay, so when you're talking about when you're talking about environment, you're talking about your biological environment, your actual your, your body, inner, your your inner environment. But by okay. you know making a, a right choice for yourself, you're also yeah. making a right choice for the earth. So it's a symbiotic relationship. Yes, of course, you yeah. always have to look at the bigger picture of yeah. things, you know. And mushrooms are, are a big part of the ecosystem, and they are fundamental to our existence. Uh, so they they you know they basically all um, of this the, the cycle of nature to happen. They yeah. break down the the, the dead matter, yeah. and they make it available again for other plants to grow, and then us you know take the energy from from what is produced by the earth, and introduce it to ourselves, and again we transform it and we send it back into the environment. So I know I know your, your the the product that that your your um, kind of d- trading in inside there is a dried product, and I know mushrooms you have to dry them. But I, I wanted to ask you about the process of cultivating mushrooms because I know they're quite difficult to grow. They are, and there's you know there's there's, there's so many species, and this is the the, the incredible the the world of fungi. I was I actually encourage you to watch the um, the the movie. You can actually watch it on Netflix. The the I think it's amazing fungi. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm uh, spelling out this title right, but it's it's along those lines, and it's absolutely fantastic. And it shows you, uh, you know, the relationship between the fungi and the health uh, the health of the earth, um, what they do, how amazing they are. And then we have a lot of research now also with you know with uh, with what we call magic mushrooms, mm. but they're mm. absolutely fantastic therapeutically uh, for people that have problems with you know okay. uh, with depression, yeah. uh, with any kind of well, mental lot, imbalances. There's a lot know? of a lot of uh, stuff around uh, microdosing. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, which is fantastic. And I mean, like we need to kind of shift from 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 um, perceiving like nature as as, as, as as poison and dangerous to yeah, us. We yeah. need to learn about it and know how to use it mindfully. Well, well, you mentioned earlier about the pharmaceutical industry and, and the medical industry, you know, um, and like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's all for them. It's all about commodifying these resources, whereas, you know, even talking to Ashley inside there about about making kombucha and, and making wild pesto uh, or wild garlic pesto, you know, these are all stuff that things that anyone can go out and actually do and, and no one can kind of take no one can kind of charge them for doing it you know yeah that's the and thing. i mean like, that's you know, that's not the direction nature, nature is always giving you know, in, you know? yeah nature yeah. is always giving what, what what has happened to us is we basically did disconnected from the nature and we started to get lured by the external sparkly stuff we are not addressing yes, scientific we are materialism. Not, we are yeah. not addressing the fundamentals yeah. of actually, you know, creating ease within our own body. Yeah. So our experience of life becomes more jo- more joyful. So do you think that's why there's so much kind of um, so much a lot of kind of ill health and and kind of people have a lot more problems nowadays? Is that connected to diet or is it connected to state uh, state of mind or is it is it like this kind of amalgamation of of a kind of holistic body so mind you, and spirit? So you you can't treat things in separation. You know, yeah. like it is about, you know, the whole person. So it's about uh, the experience of life. Mm. And it's okay. about the actually, uh, uh, you know, foods, you know, water, air. They all like, you know, m- mediums, you know, uh, and we can either, you know, uh, punish ourselves or we can cre- cultivate self-love. Yeah. So it's about the relationship that you have with different mediums yeah. that allow you to cultivate self-love. So it's about seeing yourself and taking an aligned action to basically create 
create ease and peace within yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's basically all connected to your your emotional well-being and yes. how you view yourself yeah. and yeah. how you f- view your place yeah. on the planet or in society or in your community. Definitely, stress is the primary like you know stress problem. and trauma. Yes, yeah, primary like you know uh, problem for for like you know when it comes to our health and yeah. well-being, you know, yeah. and un- unexpressed you know emotions, uh, yeah. trauma, as you said, because you know? it's, it's all linked into stress, you know, and because I, that's causing like severe stress on our body you and know? stress is exhausting isn't it it is yeah your yeah. energy goes down so listen I noticed um, I noticed that you like we chatted before and you were telling me that you have an allotment so we have a we have a lot of kind of gardeners that, that listen to this podcast so will you tell us a little bit about your allotment and wh- where it is and what you're growing and, yeah and so so yeah so um, myself and my husband we live in the countryside mm-hmm. uh, we are blessed with having like you know uh, land that we can use brilliant um, so, so yeah we grow our own food what do you grow? Well, all sorts of different things. So potatoes, leeks, yeah. uh, broccoli, uh, kale, of course, wow. parsley, uh, carrots, uh, Brussels sprouts, all sorts it's of different uh, salads, salad, salad leaves, uh, yeah. some tomatoes as well. Any fruit? Um, uh, fruit, yeah. Like, Berries? Um, yeah, um, some, some gooseberries, some uh, blackberries, some raspberries, oh, some wow, uh, red wow, currant, wow. black currant. And like, that's a lot of food for two people. What do you do with all that stuff? We have a lot of people for food right. in our house. Do you preserve so, any stuff? Or? I do, yeah, yeah I do a okay. lot. You know, I'm from Poland originally, so right. you know, like my mom, my grandmother, like you know, it's, this is a, a, a tradition. Like we've always preserved food. You like know? what would be your like so what, what kind of stuff make, would you, you preserve? Know, so we'll make, of course, sauerkraut. Oh, lovely! That's a big thing. That's you know, ferm- fermentation. Will, yes, fermentation. So sauerkraut, sour cucumbers, pickles. Uh, yeah, pickles. Yeah. Gherkins. But they're, they're, they're gherkins. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they're very like sauerkraut. They lovely. they are lactobacillus fermentation. Cool. Um, so how do you do that? How do you make how do you make pickled cucumbers? Because uh, so I've had, I tried. I actually made a few jars last. Dylan, uh, one of the the other gardeners, grew a load of cucumbers and he gave them to me and I pickled them all. But they, I didn't get the kind of the sweet uh, versus vinegar quite balance quite right. So how would you pickle yours? Uh, so so this one is only in the brine. So you, right. so you use just water and salt. Oh, is that all? Yes. No sugar. Very no. Ah, no. Okay. So it's a different okay, thing. It's it's very like sauerkraut. Okay. It's different. They're very sour. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about you know using vinegar and and a bit of sugar and so yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. a different type ah, of okay. pickling. Yeah? Okay. Um, both preserving the, the, the food, but they are slightly different. Yeah. Uh, this one is like, you know, you have lactobacillus fermentation. The other mm. one is using the vinegar. So Bastille fermentation, you know, did you say? Uh, lactobacillus. What's yeah. that? So la- lactic fermentation, basically, right. from the bacteria, lactic bacteria. Right, yeah? so how, like, you have to explain to the, the listeners what that, how that actually works. So, so it's like, you know, like you were talking about kombucha, you have a, like, you know, c- culture of, of bacteria and ah, fungus okay. to ferment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, yeah. you have lactic like, like Bacteria, like the stuff you see in the bottom of the bottles of apple cider vinegar. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So yeah. So you have yeah. like you know all various different types of fermentation that you can use. Okay. And this one is the lactic fermentation. And is it easy enough to do that? It stuff? It is very very okay. easy. There's no no problem with that. It's just time. You see, like we we, we are living in the world where where everything is you know fast 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 fast. Yeah. When you when you when you slow down and you start to appreciate the simple things and uh, you know like you can take your time and you can you know dedicate time for those things yeah but we are just you know living in this complete craziness now and yeah. for us like you know if somebody says oh pickle your cucumbers or whatever yeah. they look at you like you know but oh, you I don't have time for that but 
But you know what? It's such a therapeutic process. It's it is. Anything, it's like meditation. Yeah, if you're being creative, and, yeah. and again, you're walking with you're walking with what nature is providing at the time. You know. Yeah. Um, and like it's it's a it's a great it's a great skill to be able to do. Um, I mean, you sat you you kind of talk about it as if it's really easy, but to a lot of people that would be a complex yeah. process. And, you know, you know? Like I, I've I've learned over the years that that um, you know I I took for granted what I have been you know taught through the culture that I lived in through the family that I lived in and I thought everybody does these things yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and for many years I had to like upon to myself that people actually don't understand certain things yeah. and I started to teach a lot of you know cookie, cookie workshops and you know educating people about you know health and well-being are you, are you, and, are you on Facebook? Uh, do, you have your, on Facebook do you want to tell yeah. us um, what your page is? Uh, Daria Shields Daria, Daria Shields. Shields yeah Daria Shields Health is my professional uh, cool. uh, page and you can also find my YouTube channel Daria Shields Ah, oh, lovely uh, so I have some cookery uh, alchemical kitchen cookery videos there oh, and cool. I will be like you know teaching more like you know in the weeks to come like you know about fermentation and, and various different things yeah brilliant we might get you down to Ringsend and Irish Town Community Centre during the summer to do a workshop or something you know oh yeah that would yeah. be absolutely fantastic I'd cool. be delighted to do that yeah nice one so, yeah I just wanted to say about this chlorella and spirulina that you got um, so, so this is a product that has a combination of medicinal mushrooms and the algae that help us to actually uh, remove heavy metals out of the system any kind yeah. of impurities that unfortunately we're exposed to you know and it's it's that connection about the external environment the more we pollute the external environment the most the more we will pollute our internal environment yeah so so those those type of things are binders that help us to remove it safely out of the body brilliant so it's fantastic actually really like you know for preventing things like Alzheimer we were talking before this yeah. interview about it and so on come and join us at our retro cafe open weekdays from 10 until 2 here in the community centre. Come and check out our Karen's culinary delights. Last week, Joe Buckley called up to the allotments here in Ringsend and Irishtown Community Centre to see what's in season. And I spoke to him about his own gardening and foraging experiences. And I know Joe for a few years and uh, he's, he's agreed to let me ask him a couple of questions, you know. Um, so I'm going to kind of just uh, throw this out there, Joe, and I'm going to kind of ask, you know, what's your idea of kind of, you know, having a kind of healthy, sustainable diet and working with the seasons and kind of growing your own food and kind of developing that kind of symbiotic relationship with nature? Yeah, um, there was about six questions there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the time but, is limited, I know. Yeah, well, I suppose my kind of my idea of what a healthy diet is is, you know, it's e- e- eating what's available, you know, um, throughout the season. Um, I suppose we're sitting we're sitting here in the in the allotment, and I'm looking around and I'm I'm seeing things that are kind of. Uh, just coming out just at the end of the season you know and I, I'm kind of getting some ideas about you know what to cook here I suppose there's some purple sprout, sprouting broccoli over there some parsley in front of me here onions leeks plenty of herbs as well like rosemary thyme fennel you know so I suppose eat, eat, eating what, what what's available to you you know that's kind of that's one of the core kind of principles um that I would say, you know, about kind of um, maintaining some sort of a healthy and kind of sustainable lifestyle. And what would you kind of have grown now yourself, Joe, at home? What would you be growing? What would your kind of favourite things to grow be? 
my well I'm limited at the moment because I live in a housing estate and my garden um, only catches the sun for a part of the day yeah. but I suppose at the moment <coughs> I've plenty of herbs in the ground you know um, I'd always kind of go out to the garden and, and pick pick a bay leaf if I'm cooking or use a bit of marjoram you know or you know uh, chives a few chives or, or, or some parsley they're hidden treasures aren't they I mean t- uh, the old days like herbs would go and everything and they were really healthy for you and you know people would make up like remedies and tinctures out of herbs you know they were meant to be kind of really 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 good for you you know I suppose there's one example of that is I have something growing in my garden is a lemon verbena oh nice what's um, that now so that's like it it's similar to mint in, in, in kind of appearance yeah um, but it's a uh, it's a beautiful herb to, to have in the garden you, you can add it to salads I like putting it with tomatoes but also if you wanted to make a, a tea um, you can you know put it in a bit of hot water and a bit of honey and you know has a nice calming relaxing Lovely. effect Lovely. and can you can you um, make oils out of that to uh, preserve it you can yeah how would I, you do that I suppose you can do that with most of the herbs that you have in your garden I had tarragon in my garden last year and yeah. I just put a bit of that and a bit of garlic in a bottle with olive oil and just left it there to seep um, so it gave a nice nice aroma does that preserve the herbs or how does it work um, it, it preserves them it ca- captures their flavour you know yeah. I suppose they're 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 not going to go rotten in the oil because the oil has that preserving effect. Sure, sure. And what what kind of what kind of you were you were saying there? Mentioning there earlier about potatoes. You were thinking of growing some potatoes. Yeah, I was going to do a few spuds actually this year. Um, I noticed that your front door you have uh, a couple of uh, potatoes coming through there as well. So um, yeah, again with the limited space I have, um, I, I think it might be a good idea to get a few oversized pots or buckets and maybe uh, just throw a few potatoes in the bottom and cover them with soil and we'll see what happens you well know? that's it my gig is uh, called balcony gardening you know it's just like you know you, you throw, it, throw it in a bucket and leave it on the balcony and see what happens and hope for the best you know yeah I suppose I, I would I would, uh, I would be of the same um, you know mindset unfortunately my partner <laughs> is a bit OCD with, in terms of plants and stuff Didn't like that did you make some raised beds in the back garden I made a raised bed two years ago lovely, lovely. Um, yeah and I, I've been putting in courgettes onions oh, garlic I have a lovely artichoke plant nice. that I planted from seed two years ago and I planted out in the garden in the in the raised bed last year. Um, so I'm hoping uh, to get a couple of artichokes this year to see uh, what what that would be like. I what suppose. would you do with them? When, they, when how would you cook them? Cook them in salt water. Just pe- peel off the the. the, the they're very um, tough. Yeah. Uh, we call them leaves yeah. on the outside, um, and pair it back down to the the, the shoot. Yeah. Or the fleshy part, and uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy you know that little experiment. For sure, definitely. Um, and tell me, like, what do you like? Have you done any foraging? Have you, Have you gone out into the into the woods or anything and actually foraged any wild produce that is actually free? Because I, I guess with rising food costs and r- rising electricity costs, we're kind of gravitating more towards cooking outdoors and trying to get stuff and produce and cook for free and grow our own and have a sustainable kind of um, source of food. You know? Yeah. So I suppose. You know, uh, there are some evenings uh, last summer where I walked the lanes around uh, the the outskirts of Lucan, and I found some slowberries. So, I had some of that, and yeah. that's why I asked you. Tell us more about yeah. that. It was absolutely delicious. That was so. The slowberry looks like a 
miniature plum or even a black grape um, and it uh, has a very sour and mouth drying effect if you eat them raw yeah um, what I did I just you know prepared it like you would prepare a jam uh, put well, for people who don't know how to prepare a jam, like yeah. just break that down a bit. So, um, use equal parts. I didn't use equal parts, but you can generally you're to, to use taste. E equal parts sugar and fruit, mm. um, and to, to leave it um, boil away until it's reduced down and it's some sort in some sort of a syrupy consistency. The pectin, pectin comes out of it, doesn't the it? Pectin comes yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um, I pass that through a sieve. Get rid of all the, sti the, stones, the stones and, the, and yeah. the skins and all that. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, lovely. Put them into nice little jars and gave them out as gifts. Yeah, it was you know? amazing stuff. I had it with uh, I had it with some like some nice ho hoisting pork. Yeah, and it was just a beautiful compliment to that. Yeah, lots of my friends. I gave them out to friends and people that I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, the response was good. So I'll probably do that again this year. Um, and that didn't cost anything. Just the price of the sugar. Free. Well, sugar well you know so yeah um I, I didn't use equal parts i used about 70 percent of what a, a, of uh normal um for making jam uh because i'm I, I like things a bit more um sour and bitter and tell me about the, the process of actually jarring that up and preserving it like how long with that like did you source jars or did you recycle jars or did you did would it keep for long once you have it jarred up I re recycled jars. Um, I bought a couple of jars in Mr. Price as well. Or oh, sorry, it was in Ikea. I yeah. bought a couple of jars as well. Very posh. Uh, very posh. Yeah. They were only like 75 cents. Ah, right. So, but um, yeah, the, the process of jarring it up w w was uh, quick enough, like, you know? Yeah. Um, did you phonetically seal the jars in boiling water or anything? I did, yeah. yes. And uh, sterilised the, the jars as well before um, putting anything into them as well. Absolutely. You know? Um, also around my area, I live in the Lucan area, so I yeah. live near Catherine's Park. Yeah, so yeah. This time of the year, there's plenty of wild garlic growing, um, so I often I often get get a bit of that. Yeah, and make a bit of pesto, and you know that can keep in the freezer as well. Like you know, super. Yeah. Um, we were myself and another friend. We were walking around the park there last last autumn, yeah. and you know looking at mushrooms, uh, but we did we didn't have enough experience. Uh, to, very tempting, isn't it? To like, pick them, know, yeah. So many different types. They're so so. Delicious, you know. Yeah, I did. I did find some puffballs in the the, the, the park up there yeah. um, when I first went to live in Lucan. Um, but I suppose they have a bit bit of an acquired taste. I believe you can smoke them. The puffballs. <laughs> <laughs> now you squeeze them, and a big puff of smoke comes out of them. Oh, yeah. They're the more dangerous of a variety. Yeah. These these things look like footballs. Uh, oh, jeepers, right. They're massive. Right, you know? okay. Yeah. Although they weren't massive at the time. Um, and again, we we, um, we we took good care to, to make sure that we didn't pick anything poisonous nice. uh, using using the internet, Yeah, obviously. That's something I'm definitely going to explore further. I've got a, I'm interviewing a girl on Saturday who actually makes her own, uh, she's a sales rep, she dries them out and, and sells them like for medicinal purposes. I, um, all different types, you know. I buy I buy some dried mushrooms all right when, whenever I get back down home to Cork as well. Yeah. Um, in the English market, and I use them for risottos. They've got loads and loads of flavour. Yeah. Great for stocks and stuff, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. So, um, listen, we'll we'll probably leave it there because I know kind of time is precious, and and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a couple of venison burgers and some. Um, speaking of homemade chutneys, I have some uh, cranberry and pear 
uh, chutney from last year. So we're going to have some nice kind of a whole hog bacon uh, of venison and cheeseburgers, uh, and uh, like we'll we'll probably leave it there. Uh, thanks very much, Joe, for thanks. for sharing that 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 interesting perspective with us. Thanks, Tobias. Cheers, buddy. Bye. Well, that's that's all from the Urban Gardening Food and Wellbeing podcast for this week. As we progress further into summer, we'll be back in three weeks' time on Friday the 13th of May. My thanks again to Darius Shields and Joe Buckley and a shout-out to Dylan on sound. I'll have a couple of exciting guests uh, to talk about forest bathing and wildflower and sustainability in the next episode. From myself, Tobias Gunning, good luck. Now, get some of that sunshine and some seasonal eating. Mm-hmm.